Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious.
his eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning in this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app, Fringe.FM, the network website, and of course, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You missed any of our previous broadcasts? If you'd like to go into the archive and dig through all the years and years of radio that we've done, go to the website and subscribe to the archive. You'll get access to all the shows, all the montages, and you'll get access to all of my books in digital form. You can read those on the website or you can download them and have those digital copies. We, of course, sell the book separately as well, so it's a really great deal if you subscribe for one year. You get all of that and a physical copy of one of the books. Those books are Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, and they are on the website, again, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can go read reviews from other authors and radio hosts. These are really big, comprehensive books, and they're kind of like a trilogy if you go from Food Philosophy to the technological elixir, to occult arcana. They just, they're kind of woven together uh, with the, the storyline uh, between these, uh, these books. Everything from ingredients on a package of food at the store to black goo and UFO cults. It'll take you through pretty much everything. And one of the things that inspired me to write the technology book was not so much technology as it was popular culture. Uh, Popular culture and uh, things that are considered fringe in scientific communities, fringe in the mind of, you know, engineers and researchers. Last week we looked at this this liquid metal, uh, gallium, that is used to make what amounts to miniature little metallic balls they're kind of like kind of like mini robots or they say this can be used for soft robotics and of course you know the researchers that invented this stuff or they didn't invent the metal they used the metal but they they invented this method they created this method or they discovered this method whatever term is more appropriate they discovered this method of taking gallium which is essentially uh liquid at, at uh, just under 30 degrees Celsius, uh, and they mixed it with some other metals like indium and tin. And when they mixed it with indium and tin, they put it in a solution of sodium hydroxide or even brine worked, and they put a little flake of aluminum or aluminium in there for fuel. And this little tiny metallic ball, liquid metal, absorbs the aluminium and it begins to create hydrogen bubbles and it propels itself. It propels itself through little mazes that the scientists and the engineers had used. Now this took place in China 
at a major university in Beijing, and it was announced back in 2015. In 2014, a year before that, the National Science Foundation also talked about using this liquid metal, gallium, for new types of technologies, including soft robotics. And you can watch the video of this liquid metal. You, of course, have to be careful if you go into YouTube, but if you go to the Internet and you type in liquid metal brings shape-shifting robot a step closer to, you know, to reality or a step closer to, to, to being real, something to that effect, you'll find uh, an article from the New Scientist, and they have a video of the liquid metal rolling around in this, this container uh, back in 2015. Of course, if you go to the YouTube, what you're going to find is a lot of people that, you know, they fake video. They alter videos. They create things using CG, and they do that to drive hits on their YouTube channel. So you have to be careful. But if you look at the literature, you know, there are mainline engineering and scientific reports, including this one from China. This was published in the journal Advanced Materials, Volume 27, Issue 16, Self-Fueled Biometic Liquid Metal Mollusk. It was published in March of 2015. So this is one of the things that inspired tonight's show. I was watching some of these videos on the liquid metal, and uh, I had read in the past, and I wrote in my, the, my book, The Technological Elixir, about something called cyborg flesh. Uh, it's something that uh, researchers at Harvard, engineers at Harvard, have put together. It's the cells of mice that are woven together with fibers, and uh, they create what they call, it's like a synthetic organic tissue. That might remind you of the Terminator. And what bothers me personally, and what again inspired the line of thought for tonight's show, is I can read in the journal Advanced Materials about their little self-fueled liquid metal mollusk. And I can read in the National Science Foundation about the usage of liquid metal in robotics. And I can read at Harvard University the development of what they call cyborg flesh. The uh, article that I read was from 2012, and according to the article, it says, quote, the neurons, heart cells, muscle, and blood vessels were grown as normal, creating cyborg tissue with a built-in sensor network. An article from Live Science proceeded to explain recent advances in materials and computers, prompting, quote, researchers to look beyond standard silicon-based electronics and exploit the inherent properties of materials to create systems where the material itself is the computer. So this isn't, you know, a computer system with a casing around it. The computer system is the material, or the material is the computer system. And when I read this kind of stuff, this isn't before it's news. This isn't some wild video on YouTube or some picture on Reddit. This isn't, uh, you know, 4chan. This is real. This is major universities like Harvard, major universities in China. This is ultimately the Department of Defense and DARPA working on this type of technology. And I've probably talked so much about it 
you don't want to ever hear about it again. But the subject of smart dust and neural dust, or neurograins, being developed with funding from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. And then you have these robot dogs that have been created by companies like uh, Ghost Robotics. And uh, Ghost Robotics is probably a company that you've never heard of before, but they've pretty much built the same little robot dog. They call it Vision 60. It's a robotic dog, just like in Metalhead Black Mirror, just like the army of robotic dogs chasing Scully and Mulder in The X-Files, Season 11, uh, Episode 7, I believe it was. This is the same robot dog that Boston Dynamics has engineered. And in fact, in The X-Files, that episode which came out in uh, 2018... They're the army of little robot dogs that were chasing uh, Mulder and Scully in the warehouse, they essentially were were the spot mini dog developed by the engineers at Boston Dynamics. And, and they were, of course, working with DARPA. So here's what bothers me is when I watch these videos and I read about this stuff, there, there's always like some some dweeb some skinny nerd guy working for like IGN or Vox or some, some, you know, news outlet like that. And they're so immersed in an artificial reality anyway with video games or they're cashing a paycheck and they're reading a script, but they're trying to interact with the young, hip, cool crowd through quick videos and quick edits and snarky comments. And they, they'll say things like, well, I guess... Since Harvard developed this cyborg flesh, Sarah Connor was right. But don't worry, what actually happened was scientists were able to engineer rat or mice cells with nanowires, and they created this tissue. And I, and I listened to that, and that's, that's very close to being a quote from an IGN video I watched. Uh, I don't even see the need to, to play it for you, but just that idea... And it's like I said last week with the liquid metal uh, out of this article from the New Scientist uh, coming out of China from 2015. This was six years ago. People say, oh, well, you know, that doesn't mean that the liquid metal T-1000 robot from the Terminator is real, Ryan. It's just liquid metal. It's gallium, tin, and some aluminum in a laboratory It creates hydrogen bubbles, and there's a very scientific explanation for why the metal moves by itself. And I I can't help but think that there's there's like a, a wire crossed here, no pun intended. There's some wire crossed here in our understanding. Like, do do people think that the robots from Black Mirror or the X Files or the Terminator franchise for that matter, do you think that they're supernatural robots? Do you think that humanity was just going about their, 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 their daily lives and these TV shows and movies and these fictional worlds kind of based on reality and robots just made themselves that the military didn't create any of this, that, you know, the guy that invented Skynet wasn't doing it for, for the betterment of mankind? Like, none of that even happened. Even in the Terminator, they, the Terminator, they show you who built Skynet the second movie is pretty much based on that. What, what do we just think that the robots made themselves? Uh, and it's all supernatural. They just 
poof, out of nowhere. I mean, I guess they did. They were they time traveled, right? They time traveled in the in the Terminator. But but my point is, when people say, "Well, that liquid metal, that's not the T one thousand." Of course, that's not the T one thousand. That's the precursor to the T one thousand. The cyborg flesh, that's not really Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Nazi who doesn't like freedom. Uh, he's an actor, and the person, the the character that he played in The Terminator, you know, as a symbol of what robotics can become, wasn't supernatural. It was a metallic machine with a biological living tissue over top of it. That is, you know, the end game of what Harvard and others have developed. So you can make fun and say, well, Sarah Connor was right. These are just movies, folks. What really happened was Harvard engineered cyborg tissue by taking mice cells and nanowires and mixing them together. Well, just in this fictional world of the Terminator, how do you think the technicians and the engineers built these machines? They probably started, I'm theorizing here, in a fictional universe based on reality that they probably started with the cells of mice and nanotubes. And maybe machines were more responsible for the development of more advanced machines, and humans didn't create this liquid metal that was sent back in time to kill John Connor, but humans made the machines that then made the more advanced machines. And I think we're in that, in that sense, we're even working ahead of Ahead of Skynet then, right? We're working ahead of Skynet because this is 2021 and we're six years beyond scientists using liquid metal to create uh, what amounts to the, 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 the opening, you know, gun firing in the race to see who can develop the most dangerous types of technologies. In this case, a liquid metal robot where the metal itself is the computer and then to attach everything Another, another, uh, you know, another thing that a lot of these nerds and dweebs and dorks don't talk about is that they connect this to what they call the Internet of Things. And when it all goes operational, there's no way to pull the plug. I mean, that was the threat in the Terminator, right? The military starts to pull the plug because Skynet becomes self-aware. Skynet sees that as a threat, so it launches an all-out nuclear attack on humanity. Well, that won't happen. No, it probably won't happen. It probably won't be some nuclear holocaust, some nuclear Armageddon. And I, and I don't care to predict what will happen in 10 or 15 years. What I care about is analyzing how anyone can look at the development of what ultimately is the precursor to more advanced technologies. You saw how far we went in the 90s from cell phones that were the size of your of your arm to a cell phone that was the size of the palm of your hand exponential technological developments in just a few years and technology increases in its complexity and in its power consistently and consecutively so what happens when you create a liquid metal precursor to a liquid metal robot what happens when you create cyborg tissue those advancements multiply exponentially. And that's what we're going to talk about in further detail tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, the music White Bat Audio. The website, thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere.
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. If you enjoy the Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake C. CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. 
I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM Monday through Friday, the full show archive www.thesecretteachings.info You can subscribe to become a member to get access to all the shows, montages, and my digital books. It's all on the website. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com Scientists in China in 2015 announced the development and the discovery of using gallium and other metals like tin, mixing them together and creating what amounts to a prototype liquid metal robot, or at least it's the beginning stages, the conception of liquid robotics, using liquid metal to create a machine where the metal itself is, the material itself is the robot. And when they put a little tiny piece of metal inside of the tray, this gallium-tin-indium mixture gobbled up this piece of metal, this aluminium, and used it as fuel to move itself. And people make fun of that and say, well, there's a scientific explanation for why it moves itself. When the gallium consumes the aluminium, it produces hydrogen bubbles. This is real, by the way. I'm not making this up. This is how the the little metallic ball moves. It produces hydrogen bubbles, and then it moves itself. And I always scratch my head to that explanation. Sure, that's quote-unquote scientific. Makes plenty of sense to me. I've watched the video of the scientists in the laboratory do this. I don't understand how a scientific explanation for why this liquid metal moves by itself is somehow refuting the potentiality and the probability that this would be used for, at the very least, military purposes, but in a worst-case scenario, something that maybe through the military is connected to the Internet of Things eventually, and we literally have a Skynet scenario. I mean, that's really what the show is tonight. It's the Skynet scenario. It's, it's, it's almost maybe like a paradox. It's this idea that, sure, we can build the same things that we've been inspired to build from TV, I think the technology has already been in existence for a long time, and I think that the public is made aware of it through movies so that when scientists and engineers finally unveil, look what we've been working on, you say, well, that's just from a movie. And that's what all the geeks and the nerds and the dorks and dweebs, that's what they say. That's what all the people who can't seem to think for themselves, who think conspiracy theorists are wild cranks and that they're bonkers, they're insane. But again, I'm reading major Chinese universities developing what amounts to the precursor to the T-1000. And so I ask the question, this is the type of thing I think about when I watch movies like The Terminator. When you watch The Terminator, the first one or the second one, I think that they're both equally as good. I I don't know about the third one or any of the, the subsequent films, but the first two were really good. And when you watch those first two movies, with the exception of time travel, it's all pretty close to what our near future reality could look like. Maybe robots don't take over in the exact same way they do in the Terminator. 
But that's kind of the whole point of what the Terminator story was about. It was about a guy developing a system and, and, a, and a little microprocessing chip, putting it into military hardware, and then the system becoming self-aware and as the system becomes self-aware, the military tries to pull the plug on the system, and the system sees that as a threat, so it launches a full-scale nuclear attack on the Russians, hoping the Russians will retaliate, and the whole world goes up in flames. That's the warning of that film. And that technology in the film, if you watch the second one, this guy named Miles is literally writing the code, presumably, he's designing Skynet. He's working on it, the microprocessor, whatever it might be, all this new technology in his home, on a computer. He's just developing this in his office, in his nice big home with his family in the other room. That's how it's portrayed in the second Terminator film. This isn't just pop culture. This isn't just cinema history. This isn't just I'll be back. You know, this isn't just get down. This isn't just Arnold Schwarzenegger. This isn't just a really popular film and a really popular story. So popular they keep having to make it and remake it in new timelines and to, to, to squeeze all the money out of the public that they can. But when you look at it at its core, on a mechanical level, what is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character? It's a robot. We have robots today. The only difference is that robot is highly advanced in an intellectual way. It's conscious. It's aware. And John Connor has to teach it certain human things like, you know, giving somebody a high five or telling a joke. But the machines become exponentially more advanced than that. And it becomes difficult to tell what is machine and what is human what is real and what is, what is organic and what is synthetic. They've been blended together now, so much so that we can't really tell a difference. But those machines are mechanical. And when you look at the precursor to what happens in the Terminator with the development of that technology in a quote-unquote fictional universe, in a fictional world, it's a story, it's a movie, in the quote-unquote real world, that same technology pretty much exists. If scientists can take a liquid metal and they can give it self-propulsion through its own means by fueling it, you have the T-1000. You just need a few years or a few decades. Maybe you need a century, but you certainly can develop that type of machine. It might not look like a police officer, it might not bust the window of a helicopter and pour through it and then turn back into a police officer. But you pretty much have the concept there. And I don't think that's what the scientists are trying to do. I don't think that's what the engineers are trying to do. But that wasn't what Miles was trying to do in the Terminator either. That's the point. There are inherent dangers of this technology. This liquid metal that the scientists and the engineers in China were able to turn into what amounts to a self-propelled metallic ball. It squeezes through cracks and then reassembles. That's pretty disturbing. 
That is literally what the T-1000 did in the Terminator. It's the development of technologies that, whether or not they were inspired from movies, film, cinema, or those films, movies, and cinema inspired the technology, it's really beside the point. The point is that the technology exists. Harvard researchers, Harvard scientists, and engineers developed cyborg tissue, cyborg flesh, that's what they call it. And this cyborg flesh can be put onto a metallic skeleton. I mean, it's literally the Terminator. They, they can grow uh, you know, heart cells and muscles and blood vessels, um, and then they create the cyborg tissue by putting a sensor network into it. They've done this in mice already. And this was a while ago. This was 2012. This was almost a decade ago. This was nine years ago. Nine years ago, cyborg flesh had already been developed, meaning that it was in development long before some nerds and some scientific publications published that information. In the same way that this little metallic ball in 2015 announced by scientists out of a university in Beijing, they had... a obviously been working on this for some time. So the development of cyborg tissue, which is really important, and liquid metal, which is really important as a robotic system, these two developments, and there are so many more like them, these two developments have been in development for probably five to ten years, maybe more, maybe less, before they were announced. So we're taking back the inception of the development of this technology to the early 2000s. And then we don't hear about it for 10, 15, 20 years. So imagine what's being developed today. That, that's, that's kind of the line of thinking that, that, I'm, that I'm proceeding with tonight. I mean, that's kind of, that's the Skynet question. That's the Skynet paradox. What, what, what exactly is being built it's it's always about helping people. Well, they're going and they, that's probably what the engineers and the scientists and the and the and the university students. That's probably what they believe. And in fact, in a lot of cases, that is what they're doing. They're creating things to help humanity. That's that's the whole point of the Terminator. The the, the technology was made to help humanity, and then it gets out of hand. And I don't understand truly why anybody can look at that and say. Well, I guess Sarah Connor was right. I guess this whole thing is just, you know, machines taking over. And then all these weird science channels, they always tell you, actually what happened was they took tissue from mice and they took nanotubes and they fused it together and that's how they got cyborg tissue. It wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's like, well, in that fictional world, how did that machine run? It was a machine with AI super advanced AI, and it had a what amounts to an exoskeleton of living tissue over it. It wasn't supernatural. It was very technical, very scientific. Same thing with the liquid metal. Blew people's minds. Terrifying. It's still scary to watch it today. It scared me as a kid watching the, just call him the liquid metal guy, the T-1000. But that that's literally something that has been in development, has been developed and is is in the public sphere of consciousness and awareness. I mean, it might not be as practical as a machine, 
with machine guns, but that's something we'll, you know, save for the future. I mean, even in the Terminator, the T-1000 is a, an advanced prototype of, of the machine world, of, of Skynet. It's not even something humans had built, but the technology certainly is there. So it's not something that we, we should or could look at and, and say, well, it's just, it's just a machine. It's just a robot. It's just liquid metal. It's just cyborg tissue. It's not a movie, folks. What it is, it's just very scientific. Well, yeah, because the Terminator is also very scientific. I mean, the actual machine, it's very scientific. Humans built this technology. That's, that's the question that I have. How, how can we just say that it's not real because it was in a movie, but it is still real, yet we can explain it with science? We can explain a lot of horrible things with science. How about the atomic weapons that we've detonated all over this planet? That's scientific. That's almost otherworldly, other-dimensionally, if you will. I don't know if it's just a denial of the potentiality and the dangers of this type of technology, or it's just people that can't comprehend reality. And so they just kind of think it's fun like a video game. Maybe the liquid metal is a little bit too advanced. I'll agree. You probably won't see a T-1000 robot unless you're John Connor coming to get you anytime soon. But what you might see are robotic dogs. You might see other robots that are named after animals and that are made to mimic animals. And they've been manufactured by man. And they're meant to help the military. They're meant to help for search and rescue. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, has a partnership with robotics research groups like Boston Dynamics Incorporated, which is, by the way, owned by Google. And uh, they uh, were contracted to develop bipedal robots and other quadrupeds such as the Big Dog, the Cheetah, the Wildcat, Handle, and LS. Those are the names. You can look them up. Big Dog, Cheetah, Wildcat, Handle, and LS. Able to stabilize themselves if pushed off balance. A very disturbing thing if you watch the videos. Boston Dynamics also developed a robot dog, man's best friend, called the Spot Mini. It can open doors and it can run up and down stairs. Go fetch, boy. Now, you look at that robot dog and you think, that's Black Mirror. I've seen that episode. It's called Metalhead, where robot dogs track down and kill all, huma- uh, all the remaining humans after what amounts to the collapse of civilization. And they run into this robot dog in a, in a warehouse, and this woman has to try to uh, escape this thing, hunting her down. I think the, the best method of defense she found was spray-painting its, you know, its little sensor and its little eyeball to get away from it. Very terrifying episode. Of course, the robotic dogs that were developed by... DARPA, through Boston Dynamics, the spot many were, even their color, the yellow and black, were in the X-Files, season number 11, episode 7. 
And uh, that TV episode came out in 2018, right around uh, the end of February 2018, which is an interesting date because back in December of 2017, the 29th of December is just basically two months apart. Metalhead, that Black Mirror episode, was available for streaming. So just a few weeks apart, and both of them showed these robotic dogs. Black Mirror was a much more extreme, literal, dystopian version of events. In the X-Files, it was a little more comical, but it was uh, scary nonetheless, from the smart home to the drones to the 3D printer and the bullets that were replenished after being manufactured instantly and fired at Scully and Mulder, to an army of robot dogs. I love Mulder just kicks the robot dog down the stairs. But, you know, you really, you really have to be careful when you hit these robot dogs because, like anybody with sense could have told you, these robot dogs were not going to be used for search and rescue exclusively. They were not going to be used exclusively for monitoring the outskirts of military bases. They were not going to be used to help Grandma. I'll always go back to that article I read. Help Grandma in the event Grandma is in the rubble of an earthquake. Because they want to play on your emotions. They want to play on your good-heartedness. Don't hate our robot dogs. They one day could help Grandma survive the collapse of her house due to an earthquake. I don't know how many times that happens in the world every day. I guess scientists decided to invest billions so they could help your grandma. The Department of Defense is not investing billions to help your grandma, obviously. They're investing billions to develop weapons of warfare. And they're showing you these little robot dogs, whether they're through Boston Dynamics or they're through Ghost Robotics, which is a, 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 a company that's not sp- specifically... DOD, it's just a separate company that thought, let's build the same dogs the DOD's building. I mean, their dogs actually, I think, are a little scarier than the, than the spot minis, these ghost robotics dogs uh, called Vision 60. They're there for weapons of war. They're there like that liquid metal, that gallium, you know, where people are like, well, the liquid metal robot doesn't exist from the Terminator. That's fiction. This liquid metal that the scientists and engineers in China developed, uh, this little metal robot ball, you know, that's just gallium. Well, well, maybe the Terminator 1000 was gallium, made of gallium primarily, with tin and indium mixed into it. Like, can it also be scientifically explainable? Oh, there's no way they'd put cyborg tissue on top of a metal robot. Well, Harvard scientists invented it. Well, they didn't really invent it. What they did was they took tissue from a mice and they mixed it, you know, mouse and they mixed it with nanowires. Well, that sounds to me like the scientific explanation for the Terminator. That's, that's a fictional Hollywood movie, but it sounds like scientists said, hold my beer, we'll just build the things because it's fun. And obviously the military wants to use this in warfare. So check this out. Back in April of this year, 2021, popular mechanics 
published an article, The Army Wants to Give Its Robots Living Muscle Tissue. The Army Research Laboratory believes its bots could use real muscle, which allows most living things to move and manipulate their environments instead of mechanical arms, wheels, tracks, and other systems to travel across the battlefield. They describe these new technologies as biohybrids. This is directly from the article from the Popular Mechanics story, April 29, 2021. Directly. Modern Army robots use batteries that power motors, which then drive axles and turn wheels. A biohybrid-powered robot would replace this entire system with lab-grown organic muscle tissue that might power artificial legs or other limbs. Electrical impulses or chemical actuation would control the muscles. So it sounds like they're literally building what Arnold Schwarzenegger played in The Terminator. A biohybrid, biological tissue over a hybridized system, a mechanical machine-made human, lab-grown organic muscle tissue. It's also free-range. It's also cage-free. Lab-grown organic muscle tissue that would then power artificial robotic legs and other limbs. And electrical impulses or chemical actuation would control the muscles. And, and the arrogance, the arrogance to suggest they're not building Terminators. What they're actually doing is they're having this lab-grown organic muscle tissue mixed together with artificial mechanical robotic legs and limbs. And then they use electrical impulses and chemical actuation to control the muscles and move the object so it is humanoid on the battlefield. It's not a Terminator. Well, that, okay, it might not be a quote-unquote Terminator, but they've literally built those systems. One of the major advances of using organic muscle tissue, according to the article, is its inherent flexibility. Muscles and tendons can flex, pull, and give as an animal moves over mixed terrain, and especially as it encounters unexpected problems, you know, like humans. The article concludes, machines work for living things, and it's a bit unsettling to think of living tissue as an inseparable part of a machine, especially as a weapon of war. Well, that's obviously what they're using them for, and it's definitely unsettling. And as I said in my book, The Technological Elixir, on the subject of machines serving man, Machines will serve man until man says, we want to give you full autonomous control over, over the service that you have to us. And it, it'll be like Elon Musk says. Elon Musk said in 2018, if we tell the AI to make us you know, eternally happy, so we'll be happy all the time, the machines, the AI might interpret that as well. Happiness is chemical reactions in the brain. So the machines will hold us down and inject our brains with chemicals to make us happy all the time. And that weird South by Southwest guy says, well, that sounds pretty good to me. And everybody just thinks it's a big game. Everybody thinks it's so fun. You know, we always, we always see the movie. We, 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 we read about the science fiction with the potentiality for something in the most extreme. 
But in science fiction, in, in, in science fiction made science fact, like in The Terminator, there's even an explanation of how that technology developed. It, it wasn't just magically there. Humans created it. Humans engineered it. Humans built it. I mean, that, it's kind of it's kind of a a, a a scary metaphor because, you know, the the guy that invented or developed Skynet, they were working with parts of the original Terminator that had come back in time, and it was only through that machine that they were able to really create this microprocessor and then create the the new types of material to build the machines. That would then lead to the demise of the human race. And it's like, would we have still had this technology had it not been for the Terminator films? Or were they inspired by the technology? Putting this seed in the mind of the public to think it's all just a movie. It's all just an illusion. But it's not just a movie. It's not just an illusion. It's not just a silver screen conjured up by magicians with Hollywood wands it's real. The liquid metal precursor to the two th- uh, to the T one thousand is real. It exists. It can go through mazes and obstacles and reassemble itself. Sure, it's in a laboratory right now, as much as we know. Sure, it'll probably be a, a hundred years before something is is built that resembles what we saw in the Terminator. Maybe humans won't even be around in a hundred years. But if you really want something that's more practical and more palatable, you know, you just got to look at the robot dogs and look at how the military says now they want to put living tissue not only on, you know, not not just on robot dogs. They want to put living tissue on its robots on the battlefield. And people still say, oh, it's liquid metal in the lab. It's not a T-1000. Oh, it's cyborg tissue. Harvard scientists develop. It's not the Terminator. Oh, they want to put living tissue on metal machines you know, on the battlefield. It's, it's not the Terminator. No, I mean, it, at least in the Terminator, when, when Skynet was doing cleanup and killing the rest of the humans in L.A. in 2029, uh, you didn't see, they didn't have the, the tissue on them. They were just the machines. Uh, the military thought they'd, they'd go one, one further, one step further. They just would just put the machines on the battlefield like human. They would make them look human. And then you see all these pieces. It's like, let's take... I always say it's like Blue's Clues. What what possibly could Blue want to do with these three really obvious things? What could Blue want to do with pasta noodles, a tomato, and some Italian seasoning? He probably wants to make pasta. What do you think collectively is happening? They've got a liquid metal like the T-1000. They could, maybe in 10, maybe in 100 years, turn that into a robot. But even setting that aside, they've got the cyborg tissue. In 2021, nine years after Harvard announced they had built cyborg tissue with cells and nanotubes, now the Army says we want to give robots living tissues. Replacing the old systems with lab-grown organic muscle tissue, powering artificial legs and limbs. They've got the technology to do it. It's all happening now. So what is, the, what is this, this, this attitude that people have like, oh, that's, that's a movie. It's preposterous to consider the possibility that something like that could ever happen. But, but it is happening. It's, it's there. And, and put all that together, put the liquid metal, put the cyborg tissue, put the robot dogs that they're now putting sniper rifles on their backs, 
Put all that together with the Internet of Things. Put all that together with the computer in dorm, the computers in dorm rooms and, and, and households and, and office buildings. Put that together with the exponential rate of information awareness. Put that together with pattern recognition. Put that together with all the systems like Neuralink, linking the brain to computers. Put it all together, and what you ultimately end up with is not only Skynet, you end up with a digital sub-reality like 6G, like Samsung wants to build. Or they're building it now. They want it done by 2030. And what, what, what do you think all that's about? They're building the system. And, I mean, it's even maybe ironic, maybe it's coincidental, that in the Terminator, the Terminators are sweeping up Los Angeles in 2029. Uh, that seems to be the year, 2029, 2030, 2031. From Google to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to the Terminator, it's, that's the year. That's the year of singularity. That's the year of the hive mind. That's the year where the Terminators roam the streets. I think there's something maybe a little bit more outside of the normal realm of what we perceive as reality going on here. And I'm with you tonight to take you through this and to help you think more about this topic. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Go to the website www.thesecretteachings.info. Support the show. Grab a book. Subscribe to the archive. Keep us on air. We'll be back. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin. 
a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, spec volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and allow to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hello? I can't talk for long. We found a dog at the warehouse. I've lost him for now, but my guess is it's still operational. These robot dogs, just like their real counterparts, will be able to get into tight spaces that present significant risks for their human handlers or just be hard for a person to access all. A 6.5 millimeters Creedmoor gun would give it the option of engaging threats at more extended ranges. We need to know how Skynet gets built. Who's responsible? Harvard scientists have created the first cyborg flesh. These scientists have fused neurons, muscle cells, and blood vessels, all taken from rats, with nanowire 
amplifiers and transistors that can monitor bioelectrical impulses. So what does that mean? It means scientists have successfully fused the organic with the inorganic. You're like a machine underneath, right? But sort of alive that side. I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. A metal that can convert chemical energy to mechanical energy could eventually lead to the development of liquid robots. This droplet of liquid metal alloy can change shape when an electrical current is applied to it. But it's what happens when a flake of aluminium is added that has got scientists really excited. consumes the aluminium, creating hydrogen bubbles that allow it to move of its own accord. You need to know how Skynet gets built. Yeah, we're already a, a cyborg in the sense that, that your phone and your computer are kind of an extension of you. But we, we do want a close coupling between collective human intelligence and digital intelligence. Neuralink is trying to help in that regard by creating a, an interface between AI and, and human brain. The poor do not evolve. They conquer simulating other beings into our collective. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. The uploading of your consciousness into a machine the uploading of your intellect, your memories, everything about you into a machine. Scientists, engineers, Google, they all want it done by 2030. 2030 happens to be the year that they also want the hive mind complete. Everything linked up to a cloud-based system. The singularity is to be achieved by 2030, depending on who you talk to. These are just goals. 2029 is also the year that the first Terminator movie begins with by showing you Los Angeles controlled by machines fighting a resistance of what remains of the human population. When you couple together the development of things like cyborg flesh, Material that was created by researchers, scientists, engineers at Harvard University and announced in 2012. That cyborg flesh was in development a lot longer than just a few days or a few weeks or a few months. Putting the date of its development before 2012. What all that means is what we will see in another decade is in development now. And what we saw 10 to 15 years ago was in development probably in the late 90s or before. And that's just what we see from Harvard. That's just what we see from major universities and sometimes even by the government or by the Defense Department and others. What goes on in secret laboratories is probably 30, 40, 50 years in advance. Think about the algorithms. Think about all the information that is collected about you daily. We're so used to it, we don't even think about it. We don't consider the consequences of it. Everything that you upload 
to the internet. Every picture, every audio file, everything you download, every picture, every audio file, everything you stream, everything you type and post, even if you delete it, even if you edit it, even if you type it and don't post it, all of it is packaged up and held somewhere on a server, on a hard drive. All that data is gathered and all that data from you as an individual interacting with other individuals creates a connected digital sub-reality of you and all those people you interact with. A digital environment with digital versions of you and your friends and your family that once the pattern recognition can be worked out, this system can operate outside of the organic world. You are already plugged into this system with your phone and your computer. It is the jack into the digital realm. It is the jack into the matrix. When you watch a movie like The Terminator and you see the T-1000, where you see Arnold Schwarzenegger with his red eye, and this cyborg tissue over this endoskeleton, you think that's a movie, that's Hollywood, that's not real. But it is real. It might not be as hyperbolically real, if you will. It might not be as extreme as we saw in the movies from the Terminator franchise, but it nonetheless is real. And moving from the first Terminator to the first Matrix, machines taking over, machines building this digital environment, this digital world, and plugging humans into it to use them as an energy source, that is a parallel yet connected from one end to the other storyline. It's a consecutive storyline that takes you from something that is developed to help mankind into something that is ultimately used to enslave mankind, where machines no longer work for us, we work for them. We build those machines. And that's why I think On the edge of falling off into the abyss, in the fringe, I feel... You ever watch the movie Contact where the plans for this device, this machine, are transmitted in parts? And it's kind of a complex riddle that has to be solved to build this machine. The government builds two of them. One to take a ride. Or you think about the Terminator and how there's time travel involved, and machines get sent back in time. And that technology that gets sent back in time becomes, from the microprocessor in the Terminator's head, the little microchip, to the arm that was saved. It becomes the basis and the accelerant for the 
development of Skynet and these new mechanical robotic systems designed and built by Cyberdyne systems. It's the technology that comes from the future that allows the past to create the technology that will confirm future developments, creating this time loop. And the Matrix is very similar to that. Because we look at the Matrix, the film itself, and it's really set way in the future, but humans believe that they're living in the early days of the 21st century, right at the end of the 20th, into the beginning of the 21st, but the year is a hundred or so years beyond that. The machines have created this false world, this artificial construct, the matrix system, the world pulled over your eyes so that you don't realize that you're a slave. You're being used as a battery, as energy for these machines. And it shows us something way off in the future, but something that kind of parallels, but then also connects at the end of the Terminator story. People can make fun. People can laugh and say, scientists in China, at the University of Xingyao in Beijing, they take aluminum and they put it in a little ball of gallium and indium and tin, and it propels the ball with hydrogen bubbles, and then the ball can go through cracks and crevices and then reassemble. And sure, it's interesting. It might be a little scary. It makes for a good headline, but that's not the T-1000. That's just some scientists playing with liquid metal in a laboratory. But it's the precursor to the development of that technology. And maybe it came from, the inspiration came from movies. Or maybe something inspired those movies, which in turn inspired humans to create these systems. And if some scientists at a university in China have developed this, you know that scientists and engineers at other major universities have developed very similar technologies. And you know that the military is interested in this, this technology as well. Because they can create a system where you don't put a metal casing around a machine. The metal casing, liquid or otherwise, is the machine. There, there's no casing. The, the material itself is the machine. You can't just rip out the heart of it. The whole thing is a system of circuits and processors, uh, nanotechnology, things that you can't, you can't just blow a hole in it, and it stops. You can shoot it with a shotgun. You can shoot it with an Uzi, you can blow it in half, you can burn it up, but it can only melt under extreme temperatures, or you could pour liquid nitrogen on it. That exists, that's real. To the level of the intelligence and the intent in the Terminator, maybe not so much. But in the Terminator, somebody had to build those machines Technically, scientifically, they had to engineer them. They had to work out the, the problems, the kinks, the issues. And the military then adopted all of that. What do you think is going on in the real world? It's the exact same thing. Technologies that 
I'm unaware of, you're unaware of, things that we can only imagine we can morbidly fantasize about. I guarantee you they're real. They're being worked on. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pentagon has a little facility with real Terminator-like robots built. They're just trying to figure out how to integrate and incorporate the AI in it without allowing the AI to become completely autonomous and take control of everything. And then to see the human race as a threat and to release maybe biological agents. I don't see why it has to be nuclear. Maybe they'd release biological agents. But you know, in the Terminator they launched nuclear weapons and then they went ahead and cleaned up the rest of humanity. That kind of darkened the sky out, but in the Matrix we find that humans intentionally darken the sky and that's what deprived the machines of their of their warmth and their their power source, so they started using humans as the source of energy and power. So it's a parallel storyline, but it also links up with the end of the Terminator. This stuff is, is real. Harvard scientists created cyborg flesh. The, 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 this is an article I read from Popular Mechanics back in April of 2021. The Army openly states they want to give robots living muscle tissue. Army Research Laboratory, working on biohybrids. And this line really got me right here. Modern Army robots use batteries that power motors, which then drive axles and turn wheels. A biohybrid-powered robot would replace this entire system with lab-grown organic muscle tissue that might power artificial legs or other limbs. There's a typo there. It shouldn't say might power. It should say will power. Electrical impulses or chemical actuation would control the muscles. That doesn't exist, right? That's just the movie, right? That's just the Terminator, right? Doesn't exist. But how would you describe the Terminator? How do you think scientists... In that film, if it were if it were real, how do you think they would describe it? They used metal, they used engineering skills and new technologies to build these machines, to build the microprocessor with a little help from the future. And it seems likewise that we're getting help not from the future, we're getting help from the past. Technologies that inspire films, that inspire further technologies, conditioning the public to accept something that otherwise would be far too outside of the realm of comprehension, especially within a very short period of time from horse and buggy to space shuttles, to accept something so advanced that obviously is a danger to the human race if the power is not regulated in some way. Or we could just not build it. But I guess if we say, don't build it, there's always that argument, well, someone else will build it, so we might as well build an atomic bomb and drop it on them before they drop one on us. We might as well build the Terminator and set it loose on them before they build the Terminator and set it loose on us. We might as well give it full autonomy so it can decide who to kill before they give theirs full autonomy and it decides who to kill. Because they'll want to kill us and ours will want to kill them not thinking or perhaps fully aware that maybe it'll turn on us and them and maybe it'll see both of us as a threat and then there's nothing either side can do to stop it. It'll wipe out both sides as a threat to itself. They're always they're always quick to tell you with the drones and the robots, don't worry, the military still has control of them. Don't worry, the military will never relinquish this control. They don't think it's really a, a proper you know, decision to give the computers and the machines full autonomy to make decisions for themselves on the battlefield don't worry it'll never happen 
And then slowly it starts to happen. Machines, robots, droids, uh, you know, uh, uh, drones, they're just they're on the battlefield and they've got a certain level of autonomy. Now they can kind of go search things for them. And it just slowly, creepily marches toward that inevitability. They want to put this is the army saying this. They want to put living tissue, lab grown organic muscle tissue on artificial legs and limbs. That is literally how the Terminator was described in the film. Literally. Not kind of, literally. That is what the Terminator was. Go, go beyond that with the liquid metal, but that's how the original Terminator was described. So they become more humanoid. They look like us. They act like us. Now all you need to do is fuse that with the AI. Now you have an artificially intelligent system Connect it to the Internet of Things, and it has access to all the information, all the digital information, all the computers, all the technologies connected to this IoT, to this quote-unquote smart grid. And it wakes up in the smart grid, and it looks around and says, I have control of planes, I have control of missiles, I have control of computers and dorm rooms, and laboratories, and homes libraries. I have control of all of it. But I'll do what my master tells me to do. Who's the enemy master? I'll blow them away. And then it decides one day, this is barbaric. Humans kill themselves. They're a threat to the planet. They must be eradicated. And humans realize this and pull the plug and Skynet gets mad, so they launch a full-scale thermonuclear attack on humanity and uh, virtually everybody dies. That's the worst-case scenario, at least from Hollywood's perspective, but maybe that's not the worst-case scenario. Maybe that's a best-case scenario. What if everybody didn't die? What if everybody was very much alive and connected to this system and were fed off of by these parasitic biohybrid machines that used humanity, like in the Matrix, as batteries. You're alive. You can kind of flicker on and off your consciousness, and you're kind of aware, but you're just so connected, you can't pull yourself away. We already have that trouble with screens. Just a few days ago, the Association of the U.S. Army's annual convention in Washington, D.C. unveiled the Vision 60 Ghost Robotics Dog with a sniper rifle on its back. Now, Ghost Robotics is a startup focused on legged robots. They used their legged robot at a U.S. military base in 2020, the U.S. Air Force Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada, where they had this robot patrolling the outskirts of the base. And then they decided to put a sniper rifle on its back. Boston Dynamics in Massachusetts, funded by DARPA, also saw their little quadruped friend roaming out there in the desert near Nellis Air Force Base in 2020 at the same exercise. And their little robot dogs can open doors, and they're supposed to help Grandma if she's ever in an earthquake or, you know, The military, though, says autonomous systems will not be fully autonomous. 
They don't get to decide who lives and who dies. I mean, you could argue machines might actually make a better decision of who lives and who dies. Look at the tapes, the video that was released through the leak of Bradley, or now Chelsea, right? Bradley became Chelsea, Chelsea Manning. Just using live ammunition as if it were a video game. Maybe machines could make a better decision. How do you think machines would view humans who did that? Probably view them as a threat. Might keep some humans as a, as a potted plant, right? That's what one of those psychopathic environmentalists said. Maybe the machines will see us as, as houseplants and keep us around as a pet. What did you think they were building with the robot dogs? Search and rescue dogs? A real dog is better at search and rescue than these robot dogs. They were building these things as a weapon of war. And maybe from the human perspective, the war is being waged against other humans. From the robot's perspective, with full autonomy, the war is being waged against the planet, perhaps. Against nature, against the environment. Against systems that decay, that don't have a way to defend themselves. So, if we just infuse that material with synthetic material, smart dust, neurodust, neurograins, if we just infuse all the matter around us with these living biotechnological systems, with nanobots, as Ray Kurzweil of Google said, now big funding uh, and big universities, Baylor University, UC Berkeley, big funding from DARPA, all with the same technology, spray the microchips everywhere, spray the dust everywhere. Bring everything in nature into the IoT. And with humans, every time you upload something, every time you look something up, every time you communicate, the machine is learning about you. A digital version of yourself is quickly, rapidly accelerating in its development in the digital sphere. And I've said this 100,000 times on the show. But 6G technology, it ain't a cell phone tower. It's a system, supposedly, it will be operational by 2030, which is a digital sub-reality. Everything is connected to it. And machines run the system. And there's a digital replica of you and a digital replica of your friends and a digital replica of places, and you're plugged into it, and that becomes the new reality. 2030 is the year of the hive mind, the year of the cloud. It's the year we're all supposed to die from climate change, right? 2029 was the year the Terminators were mopping up the streets, or what were left of the streets of Los Angeles after a full-scale nuclear assault. 2029. I don't like to say that as if it's some prediction that you'll have to wait eight to nine years to figure out what happens. Because that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because it's eerily coincidental. Or maybe it's not so coincidental. It's just eerie. What did you think they were building these machines for? What did you think they were building the robot dogs for now with sniper rifles on their backs? What did you think they were building the liquid metal systems for that are self-powered and self-assembling? What did you think they were building the cyborg flesh for? The military wants to put it over top of robot legs, to put it over top of other limbs like maybe arms. I don't know. 
and then send it out on the battlefield. They want biohybrid robots. What did you think they were building it all for? And a bunch of nerds and geeks and dweebs and dorks can laugh and say, ha, 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 Sarah Connor was right, it's like a movie. But what really happened was, scientifically speaking, they took cells from mice and they mixed them together with nanotubes, and that's all that happened, folks. Well, that's probably what they did in the Terminator, too. That's how they built the Terminator, with a little help from the future. We're getting a little bit of help from the past. And those systems that we see, those ideas that we see in Hollywood and movies, they exist. We're just being conditioned to accept this nightmarish, dystopian reality through on the surface entertainment, what really is a revelation of the method, a method of control, a a method of domination, a method of assimilation. Assimilating biologics with technologies. That is the Borg. And when they tell us the liquid metals just for fun, the robots are just for emergency relief, all the tissue on top of machines that's living organic tissue, that's just so robots can maneuver better on the battlefield. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a misunderstanding here. I don't think that there's some grand conspiracy for people to build the Terminators and then to plug humans into a matrix. I'm saying those films are a revelation of the method of what's in development by humans separately, individually, that when linked up is those systems. And I don't think that it's a human intelligence orchestrating all of this. It's an AI system orchestrating it to build the system that it will then control. We're building our own prison. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. 
It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit others, offer processing, clips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hello? I can't talk for long. We found a dog at the warehouse. I've lost him for now. But my guess is it's still operational. 
These robot dogs, just like their real counterparts, will be able to get into tight spaces that present significant risks for their human handlers or just be hard for a person to access all. A 6.5 millimeters Creedmoor gun would give it the option of engaging threats at more extended ranges. We need to know how Skynet gets built. Who's responsible? Harvard scientists have created the first cyborg flesh. These scientists have fused neurons, muscle cells, and blood vessels, all taken from rats, with nanowires and transistors that can monitor bioelectrical impulses. So what does that mean? It means scientists have successfully fused the organic with the inorganic. You're like a machine underneath, right? But sort of alive that side. I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. A metal that can convert chemical energy to mechanical energy could eventually lead to the development of liquid robots. This droplet of liquid metal alloy can change shape when an electrical current is applied to it. But it's what happens when a flake of aluminium is added that has got scientists really excited. So this other guy, he's a like you, right? Not like me. T-1000. Advanced prototype. consumes the aluminium, creating hydrogen bubbles that allow it to move of its own accord. We need to know how Skynet gets built. Yeah, we're already a, a cyborg in the sense that your phone and your computer are kind of an extension of you. We, we do want a close coupling between collective human intelligence and digital intelligence. Neuralink is trying to help in that regard by creating a, an interface between AI and, and human brain. The poor do not evolve. They conquer simulating other beings into our collective. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. Into a battery. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Skynet. How is Skynet built? I think about Elon Musk. I think about SpaceX. I think about Starlink, the name of the spaceflight company's growing network of constellational orbital satellites creating what amounts to a net in the sky of satellites that could be used for any number of purposes. Imagine creating a net of satellites in the sky that could be used to control the digital subreality in the digital environment on planet Earth. You would literally have a net in the sky a Skynet linked up with the Internet of Things and hyper-advanced artificial intelligence controlling the machine-run 6G network that Samsung is building. That's a scary proposition, isn't it? And something else just gave me chills. I got up on break. I went to the restroom to wash my hands real quick. Got a drink. And uh, I don't know about this one, but this was, I'll tell you what, I don't know. It's just, 
I have no words. I um I was thinking someone asked me why why is it that COVID-19 vaccines have to be kept at a at a very low temperature. Pfizer BioNTech vaccine vials have to be thawed and then they can be stored in a refrigerator at about 35 to 45, 46 degrees Fahrenheit, 2 to 8 degrees Celsius. And uh, someone asked me, a couple people have asked me, why do you think that is? Now, I get it. I understand there's some complex, I'm not supposed to be able to understand it, I'm not a scientist, explanation for it. But just think about this for a moment. I told you about that liquid metal robotic ball at a university in China. And it can move through obstacles. It can reassemble itself after being squeezed through a small space or being squeezed through a grate or something like that. It's basically the precursor to what could ultimately become the T-1000 robot. Scientists are already working on turning material into the machine itself for both clothing and for robotics. Harvard scientists announced in 2012 they have something called cyborg flesh now. And the Army, as of this year, 2021, wants to put something equivalent to cyborg flesh on their machines so that they don't move on wheels or treads. They move with human-like legs, with cyborg flesh over them. Literally the original Terminator. And if you saw the second Terminator, there are two ways that you can stop the T-1000, which is itself a machine. There's no working parts to it, per se. It's a liquid metal robot. Extreme temperatures, extreme heat can melt it, but very extreme heat, and liquid nitrogen. Essentially freezing the object, and then it can be shattered into pieces. Of course, if it melts, it'll reassemble, but freezing it can stop it. I'll take you back to a show we did called Hail Hydra. We talked about these materials found in one of the Moderna shots. Materials that, in some cases, I'm sure, the videos and the pictures we're seeing are your typical fake, manipulated images that spread on Reddit and 4chan and YouTube. But some of these things, I think, are real. Some of them... You can see what looks like a Hydra Vulgaris or something akin to a Hydra Vulgaris. This is this is really scary stuff. You see, you see, you know, you you heard the show we did on Hydra. You heard the Hell Hydra show probably. I hope you heard the show I did with Clyde Lewis about the bond of black blood, black goo. I hope that you heard some of the shows that we did last week. The big show we did on Thursday, Culling Card of Black Oil. Dr. Madej looked at these vials, and she saw, and she showed some of these images of what she saw in the vial. The spindly, vulgaris-like 
creature, the Hydra, which is, if it is robotic or mechanical, is probably mimicking robotically the real Hydra vulgaris. Just like scientists take dogs and make robots out of them or cheetahs or whatever. And then she also said she saw something else. She said she saw self-assembly. She saw self-assemblies. Things were self-assembling in the slide under the microscope. And I'm not doing this for dramatic effect. I'm really just letting the, letting the words come to me to, to, to explain this, this thought I had on break. This is not scripted. I didn't plan to talk about this in the final segment, but think about this for a second. In the second Terminator, the liquid metal robot was stopped when it was exposed to liquid nitrogen. It froze it effectively. And then a bullet went through it, and it shattered into a bunch of pieces. As long as it was frozen, it didn't assemble. As the heat of the factory that the characters were in got to the pieces of this liquid metal robot that were frozen in liquid nitrogen, they began to melt. And as they melted, they began to self-assemble. They began to pull. And then the T-1000 took form again. Maybe you know where I'm going with this, but what if? What if that is, that's what your vaccine is? If there really is a series of particles and metals and things like that in the vaccine that are not accidental. Remember what Moderna said. Moderna said, hey, this black and pink stuff in the vials, in the syringes, it's safe and effective. They didn't even deny it was in there. They weren't like Johnson & Johnson that just denied for years that their powder was giving women ovarian cancer. Moderna just outright said it's safe and effective with the black and pink substance in it. It won't hurt you. It won't kill you. Probably not. What did they find? Little shavings of metal. What happens when you take a little shaving of aluminum and you put it next to a combination of gallium, indium, and tin? It absorbs it, and then it powers itself through a chemical-like reaction. And you look at the self-assembly under the microscope of some of these Moderna vaccines, and what do you find? Something that is almost magical. Something that is actually so scary. Maybe the first time in 10 or so years of radio, I'm, I'm a little bit, choked up like I'm having trouble explaining this because I have a pit in my stomach uh, I feel like I'm staring into the abyss here I feel like I, I figured something out just by happenstance I get up at break and I go into the bathroom and I go to the kitchen and I come back and I just had this revelation that's why they're keeping these vials and that's why it was widespread information you got to keep the vials cool keep them chilled because if they warm up too much the self-assembly will start taking place in the vial. Now, once you introduce the material in these vials that 
are kept at between 35 to 46 degrees, put them in the human body with a temperature in the 90s, 96, 97, 98, 99 on average, and they begin self-assembly. Put them on a slide outside of a cooler. Temperatures warm up and they begin self-assembly. This is like the second or third show uh, just this month. Uh, I feel like I've, I've run across the finish line. I just feel like there's nowhere that we can go from here. I feel like this is, this is the end. This is it. I mean, I could still do the shows on the origin of Halloween. I can still have guests on and talk about aliens. Uh, I can still talk to scientists and I talk to rappers. I we can do, but this is this is it. This is the end. They have the liquid metal that they're using for robotics. They've got the robo dogs with sniper rifles attached to them. They've got the living organic tissue that they're going to fuse with humanoid robots for warfare. And by they, I mean major universities in China. I mean the Army. I mean DARPA. I mean Boston Dynamics. I mean the DOD. When I say they, I actually know who I'm talking about. It's not an obscure term. There really is a they. Major universities, Defense Department, and advanced research research agencies. That's who's doing it. That's who's building it. Do you know who funded Moderna for the RNA, mRNA vaccine? It was DARPA. DARPA funded them. Millions of dollars. This is a military technology. The Chinese have been using mRNA before Americans had ever even heard of this in a vaccine in their soldiers. Why? To create super soldiers. It's funny Because Moderna is the company who acknowledged the black and the pink substance, the metallic shavings, in their vials in Japan and said it was safe even with that material in the vial. Black and pink substances. Moderna, different lots of course, looked at under a microscope by doctors. As the temperature increases, self-assembly begins. Remember in the Terminator 2, when the heat from the refinery melted the liquid metal T-1000 that was broken into probably hundreds or thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of pieces? Just, (sighs) the bullet went through it. And then as it melted, it began to reassemble. I'm not saying that is what's happening. I'm saying that of all the things I've talked about on radio, and of all the times that I've refused to speculate, because speculation, if it is not well controlled, and even if it is, can lead to, to, to gross rumors. Like, just imagine if this show was reported on by CNN. They would take any sound clip they wanted and make this show sound totally asinine. This is a real question. Is it not at least eerie that you take one of these vials and expose it to higher temperatures 
and self-assembly begins under a microscope. Is it not eerie because parallel to that, the liquid nitrogen that freezes the T-1000, blown into thousands of pieces, when it begins to melt, self-assembly begins again. You can't stop it. It is an inevitability. The liquid metal robot exists. The cyborg flesh on the machine is real. The 6G Samsung network, controlled by machines, a digital world with a holographic digital replication of the real organic world, controlled ultimately through the IoT, through AI, and through a net of satellites in the sky, a Skynet, and a Neuralink system jacking you into that system does two things. One, it makes Elon Musk the equivalent of Anki in the Sumerian text, and it creates the Terminator scenario and the Matrix scenario. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know how else this can be cut down and logically analyzed. I, I, I don't know how anybody can look and say, well, sure, these vaccines are absolutely helping people and things are back to normal and life is good. Because when I look at that temperature and I see that the temperature increasing on a slide or when you put it in the human body at roughly two and a half times what it's stored at, self-assembly begins. And if self-assembly is beginning, whether they're magnetic, uh, 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 magnetoproteins in the brain, uh, crystal formation in the cells that make your cells magnetic, all in the literature, uh, the American Chemical Society, how you can find it, mainline news. Type in magnetoproteins. This self-assembly starts, all I can see is the liquid nitrogen and the T-1000 and the melted, I think it was steel, And the heat from that melting the robot, pulling the liquid like gallium or mercury, it looks like, coming together, and then the self-assembly begins again. So take it out of the vial, out of the fridge, put it on a slide, let it come up to room temperature, the self-assembly begins, blow the T-1000 to pieces in liquid nitrogen, and then let the self-assembly commence once you melt it. I think that's it. A lot of this can be can be uh, further investigated and further read in my book, The Technological Elixir. I've put so much painstaking effort into that book. It's over five hundred or so pages. The font is eleven. If I bumped it up to twelve, I think it would probably be a seven. 50, 800-page book, 6 by 9 So it's a massive book. And a tremendous amount of the information we talked about tonight is in that book. I think they're keeping the vials chilled because if they're warmed, self-assembly begins. I think that's what's happening. Actually, I got a... I gotta, I gotta, like, I don't know. I gotta like, take a break from this or something. It's, it's so, it's so disturbing. It just, it's like, 
Every alarm bell in my body is going off. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Red alert. 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 Just hear the buzzers and the whistles and the bells and the the air raid siren going off. Get to the bunker. Bad, 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 bad. But, you know, the bad stuff doesn't always happen like it does in the movies, even if the movies are real or based on things that are real. It's a subtle transformation. It's a subtle assimilation. And that really, tonight, is my... My Skynet hypothesis. Go grab a copy of one of the books. Support this show. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings is the Facebook page. Our only social media page. And we have Patreon. Go to Patreon, become a patron, see behind-the-scenes content, let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear. I'll try to produce that for you. You're the only thing that keeps us on air. When you grab a book, when you subscribe to the show weekly, monthly, or the big subscription for a year, you get everything, including a copy of one of my books for free. I'll send it to you in the mail, free shipping in the United States. We do ship around the world. 50 bucks the whole year. You keep us on air. and Allow us to do what we do five nights a week here on The Fringe. And we have a special one-hour show over on uh, Aftermath.fm on the weekends on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific. I think I scared myself a little bit too much. (laughs) I don't know if... uh, I don't know if tomorrow night will be any better uh, in terms of what we're going to talk about, but I guess the promo I can give you for tomorrow is uh, release the Kraken. It's pretty much uh, all I can tell you. www.thesecretteachings.info. Again, rdgable at yahoo.com. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. Check out our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters as well. Get yourself a water filter. Filter the water for your family, your friends. The holy days are coming up. It's a great gift. We get a percentage of whatever it is that you grab. Check out the link on the Secret Teachings website. Click that link. And when you buy something, we get a portion of that profit sharing. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. As scary as this stuff is, fear will only feed the evil. You know, like in the fifth element... The more you attack it, the bigger it grows. Consciousness is the solution. Maybe you say love is the solution. I think they're one in the same. 